Welcome to Value Through Vulnerability. This is a podcast dedicated to putting the human back into humanity, and I'm your host, Gary Turner. I'm also the founder of HexoChange, and HexoChange is a transformational change practice dedicated to helping you connect to yourself, to others, and to systems at large in a more meaningful way, thus helping us turn around our workplace and planetary challenges and accelerating how alive we all feel in every aspect of our lives. This track is called Kaleidoscope and was created for me personally and for HexoChange by Peter Griffiths, one half of the amazing Mind Takeaway. I hope you enjoy this exploration and please do share it on your social platforms so we can bring more humanity to more people. Hope to speak to you soon. Welcome to Value Through Vulnerability. This is a podcast dedicated to putting the human back into humanity. And we are now boosted by Humans First. I'm grateful to have founder of Humans First, Mike Picanti, with us today. And our guest for today is another awesome human who I've managed to meet. Thank you to Sharon. Give her a shout out. And that's Purdeep Sanger, who is a multiple podcast host, author of the book Superfans. And we're going to have a really interesting conversation today about the new economy. So welcome to the podcast, uh, Pradeep, how are you? Yeah, great. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me, Gary. I, I, I truly thank you for that. Well, th- again, thanks to Sharon for introducing us today. So would you mind giving our listeners just a bit more of a lowdown? So how did you come in to, you know, where did the book come from? And what are you passionate about, Pradeep? Let's learn about you today. Yeah, sure. So long story short, well, I'll kind of start. I, I grew up uh, in a small, basically, town on an orchard. My parents were immigrants from India and, and kind of grew up with a really different, you can say, upbringing. It was very mindful. I would spend a lot of times, uh, days, like eight-hour full days, by myself, just with trees and, and nature. So I really had this different outlook on life. And then my parents said, get an education, go to school, because we don't want you to have to do physical labor like us. And so I I went down the academic path, went to multiple business schools. I got a job in the corporate world, excelled at at that. And I I worked my way up to being an executive. And I was very successful as an executive. I was doing very well on paper. You could say I had it all, right? I had the cushy job, making great money, traveling the world, had all the perks that came along with it. But uh, I just wasn't, you can say, um, at that particular time, I just wasn't, I wasn't happy with life. I wasn't fulfilled with life. I was just... I kind of felt like I was going through the motions and my wife and I were actually having some challenges at that time. We were on the verge of divorce and we had a young child and I basically said, I, I need to do something different. I was, I was, I was not the happy person that I was typically getting up. I usually I would get up and be like, okay, it's another day. Let's rock and roll. But then I, I was just getting tired of it. And I literally just walked into work one day and I quit. I was just done. I had talked to my wife actually two days before and she said, are you sure? Is this what, like, this is completely different than your path because my whole goal when I was in the corporate world was to be a CEO of a major corporation. And I had done everything I could. I had my whole plan and I was going through the plan and I was well on my way. And then, and then uh, I just kind of said, no, I have this entrepreneurial spirit as well. And I was, I just wanted to basically live the life that I want to live, not how I saw, you know, how other people wanted me to live because I, I kind of had this persona that I, I kind of had everything, but I just, I just wasn't being true to myself. And so I just literally quit. Everybody thought I was crazy. My parents thought I was just nuts. Like I had thrown away my life. My friends, I had people at work saying, did you get into an accident? Did you fall? Did you hit your head? 
it was just it was just a big shocker to a lot of people that I just literally got up and left. And at that time, I was actually thankfully I was I was coaching and mentoring entrepreneurs on the side, executives on the side because I uh, helping people is just what I'm passionate about. And I just said, you know what, this is what I want to do. There's an opportunity here. And then it kind of, one thing led to another. And my background's also in neuroscience, neuropsychology, and, and the male psyche and relationships. So I, I was kind of pushed in this avenue towards helping men. And that's not what I wanted to do at the beginning. I just really want to be a business strategist and, and go out there and consult large businesses and do that sort of thing. And and I just found that there was a unique niche there and that I was able to connect with men at a different level. And you talk about vulnerability, right? Typically that doesn't happen with a lot of men, but it just seems that based on my past experience, which is a completely different story with my father, for example, I was able to bring out certain things uh, from men and able to help them change, help them transform. And that's really what got me into where I am today, which is really helping men in business, not only you can say uh, transform their lives, but also their businesses as well. And it's helping them to get what they want, right? It's not just about money. It's about having that relationship, being a better father, because as we all know, money's not the end. Uh, there's so much more to it. So that's pretty much it in a nutshell. That's amazing. Probably the most succinct intro ever. I've got to learn from you on that, Purdy, <laughs> seriously. Um, what's amazing is actually it resonates so much. So I think I'm a few years behind you, maybe several years, but like I had that whole experience myself, what, six years ago, had the car, the nice house, the job, everything the outside world tells us is important and just sat there feeling hollow going like, why, why, why do I feel empty when I've got everything inverted commas? So it really resonates a lot with me. Um, what are you seeing at the moment, if I may ask around this area that you're working within, you talk about the new economy. And I'd really love for Mike and I to explore that with you, because, of course, there is a lot of change right now. And I could imagine for those men that aren't used to sitting in their emotions or role modeling vulnerability, it's probably a, an exponentially challenging time for those people. Yeah, I know uh, uh, quite a few men. So men that are challenged already because they, their businesses were hurting before they went in to this, this new economy. So they're kind of, they kind of feel like they're down and out. And then there's even very successful men that had very successful businesses that have just had to do a complete 180 or they're completely afraid. I've never seen men at this level who have such a large amount of, or masters, a large amount of wealth from business, whatever, that are still, that are afraid at this moment too. So it's not just their business. They're afraid of what's going to happen to their family. They're afraid of what's going to happen to society. So there's this all around fear and even more than that, there's this lack of clarity. And you, uh, you know, you gentlemen really talked about this prior to us actually doing this live is that uh, the leadership, right? Or I should say lack of leadership. That's really the core of the fundamental principle of, of the teachings that I teach men is really leadership and stepping up and really being that role model, not only for themselves, most importantly, but for their family members and society. And we are, and as men right now at all different levels are looking for leadership. They're looking for where do we get this clarity because there's so much uncertainty right now. And so that's the first thing I encourage every man to really step up and say, you know what, first of all, you have to be certain there for your family because your wife or your kids are all looking for that. And then be there for your community and then be there for your business. And then, you know what, for your basically the nation and the, and, and the global community as a whole, because when men step up, 
that's when things will actually change. And until we do, things are just going to be in this continuous chaos. But this new economy is really interesting because we're hit by uh, a number of factors. A, this pandemic, which we've never seen in modern history, right, in terms of what's happening and how to respond to it. And we're just seeing this, the, again, the mixed messages that are just creating total confusion. And that's impacting businesses beyond, you know, there's, there's people sitting at work right now that just can't think about work because they're wondering what's going to happen. Are they going to be able to, um, you know, because maybe their spouse has been laid off. Are they going to be able to afford their home? Are they going to be able to afford their, you know, the kids' childcare, whatever it is. There's so much fear in people that there's the productivity in business has dropped significantly. We have obviously um, this, now we, we're in a recession, right? We're in, a, we're in a recession. We could possibly go into a depression if we continue down this path. So we have a, a, a number of factors. We have a pandemic plus a recession. And what recessions do is they just speed up the process. And it, this trend was already happening. We've, we've seen this trend of things going online, online shopping, virtual workspaces. That was already on an upwards curve, but this has just created an exponential curve. And so for businesses that weren't online, that weren't doing digital marketing, that didn't have virtual workspaces, they're having to learn the hard way now to catch up real quick. So this trend isn't going to be reversed. That's the first thing. Um, it, uh, we're going to have to adapt and businesses are going to have to adapt and they're going to have to say, you know what, even if they don't like it, they have to do things differently. So uh, to sum it up, first of all, they have to deal with the recession, which is basically getting through a downturn economy. That's the first thing. And there's a number of things they can do. There's a defensive strategy that they have to take to make sure that they can get through. And then they have to innovate and actually catch up with everybody else that's already ahead. So it's, it's really interesting right now in terms of what's happening with business. This really got me thinking, Purdy, as well. And what's interesting for me is the comments sort of, you know, there's so much going on for men, also for everyone, you know, however, however someone identifies. What I'm really interested as someone that really does work with, with men as sort of like a, a focused area, focused, focused niche, how important for navigating these current changes into the new economy is a better appreciation for us of men of the feminine energies. So it's, you know, it's not about gender, it's about energy. Like, do you think that's an important shift that's underway around balancing those energies more effectively maybe than we did in the past or, or not? What's your thinking around that? Yeah, this is a really interesting conversation because the energies have been, you could say, for those are, who are up to speed with it, um, have been thrown off over the last two decades. Um, and I'm not going to say that they've been thrown off for the worst. It's just been an imbalance because there's a lot of men that have been embracing, you can say, or they've lost their, their masculine energy, for example. Women have picked up more masculine energy. Men have dropped more in their feminine. So there is a complete imbalance already. What this is going to do is, yes, we have to reset ourselves. Uh, men, if we take a look at the, the, the feminine energy, it's a very creative energy, right? And that's what is needed right now in terms of being able to get through this. We also need the masculine energy from a leadership standpoint, right? Because the masculine energy is very solid. It's unwavering. It's very peaceful. And so men do have to understand what those two energies are. I think that's the biggest thing is having an understanding and having the inner balance of when to use when, because when leaders don't use their energy effectively, we have some bad leadership. 
right? We have, we have men that are flexing too much of their masculine and then they just become a, hey, look, we're gonna bulldoze through it. This is the way it is. And there's no other options. And then if they're using too much of their feminine energy, they're not able to get the stuff done as, as effectively as they would because they're, they're, they're not stepping up as much as well. So there's, a, there's an interesting piece there. Along, there's, here's the other thing I see too, in all honesty, uh, before this even happened, half of the referrals of business that I get are from women. And they, they come to me and they say, I want you to work with either it's my colleague, my husband, my boyfriend, or whatever it is, because I just kind of want him to step up a little bit more. I want him to have, he has got great potential, but he's just not tapping into it. Or you know what? I, I don't think he's just being mad enough. I don't think he's taking control enough. I don't think he's stepping up enough. Um, in fact, there's a lot of women that feel like they are more manly than their men these days. And so there's an interesting take on this and it's because men are really confused in terms of what it means. Because again, we have some very poor leadership where men are just being completely immature and ignorant. And a lot of guys think, well, that's what it means to be a man when it's not, you have to be able to tap into your emotions as well. You have to be able to, um, you have to play both sides. And I think men need that. It's, only, it's like a balancing act. It's an internal balancing act. I actually feel for men. I really feel for men, just like this pandemic. Men have been getting mixed signals for the last, you can say, 15 years or so in terms of what it should be like to be a man, what the role of a man is. And, and we're having just very poor leadership from that standpoint. And then you add all this in, um, there's just a lot of guys that are afraid. They just don't know what to do and they just freeze. And when you have a man that freezes and doesn't act, it's not a good thing. Yeah. A lot comes up for me when I think through that and, you know, um, you know, even from the beginning of the conversations, the, when you were talking about your personal journey, Pradeep and, and uh, the not having fulfillment as you were advancing, you know, through the ranks, right. With a, mm-hmm with your eye on the prize of becoming a, a you know, a CEO of a, of a major corporation, all understandable. And when you were expressing that to me, I heard, um, you know, something that I write about in my, in my book, Believership, is that time we accept a promotion and we move forward in our careers, it's if we pass through a toll. And part of that toll we have to play is our soul. Um, that we start to capitulate to the environment we're in, and each promotion, another chunk of our heart, really, uh, a chunk of our self-understanding. And so we, to advance, we continue to become less of ourselves and more of that thing, the system we're, we're, we're a part of. Um, and there's often a lot of conflict in that that doesn't you know, that that's unresolved, where it can be a breaking point where we say, I am not going to pay that next toll. I'm, I'm going to leave, you know, I'm, I'm going to jump off the highway with what I have intact, right? And, and that I, I hear that in your experience. And I think that I think that's very common, right? Because mm-hmm. there's this, as we climb, and we're achieving the things that we've always believed are important, we're sacrificing so much else. And there's this surrender to, 
um, you know, fulfillment and, and bringing that into, you know, the, the, the current state of the conversation where there's that, that conflict. Um, I think it kind of meets itself there, right? There's this, you know, if I'm not the grand authority, how am I really stepping into all my masculinity? Right. And, um, and I think that's an interesting paradox that, that, that can be wrestled with the, um, you know, and I, and I think of the great vulnerability of changing our minds or making a new decision, like reversing a past decision is a great act of vulnerability. And, and we don't understand that it's just that, right? We think of this, if I embrace vulnerability, I become weak. And in reality, I think when we embrace vulnerability, we become open, we become um, innovative, that it's actually necessary to be able to be wrong, um, to explore with uncertainty. And because many of us haven't been taught that through our, um, you know, our, our um, assimilation into business, that uncertainty does become paralyzing. And, and I, I think I, I heard you address that a little bit with a lot of the fear. And now how do I grapple with fear when I've always, you know, supposed to be the person with the answer? And um, it, I, I think it brings up a very interesting time for us. Oh, definitely. Because I think you just, you just nailed it, uh, Mike, is that men, a lot of times identify themselves with what they have, their position, um, their business. And now that that is a lot of for a lot of men, that's being wiped out. And it's, it's been wiped out overnight. A lot of men are just a, not able to put the food on the table, even. And so that is testing who they truly are. It's testing their identity. And that's the core to, uh, you know, for men, especially that identity piece is so important. And I think this is testing society because a lot of people I think are resetting. A lot of families are resetting and they're actually resetting their priorities. I know a lot of families that are coming out of this stronger because they're spending more time with each other. I can tell you, I have a completely different appreciation for my family. Even um, my kids, I, I have a home office. That's how I set up my business anyways, but my kids are spending a lot more time at home and I'm just enjoying that more. We're going for a lot more outdoor walks. We're just spending more time as a family and not getting caught up in the day-to-day -day rat race. And so I think as much as there's challenges that come out of this, we will also come out of this with a lot of positives. Um, I, I, I truly believe going into this society was at a, I, I call it the perfect storm, especially for men because the family unit has been changing significantly. Relationships have been changing for the better, but also for the, for the negative as well, because look at the divorce rate. Look at the rate in the U.S. where over 50% of children are being raised without full-time fathers. The suicide, depression, anxiety rates for men over the age of 45 is, is creeping. And so all of these things add on technology and how people are addicted to social media and that, that I'm going to say that whole, I'm, I love technology. I, I think technology is great. I think social media is great. If you use it effectively, if you're addicted to it, it's a challenge. And I think there's more people addicted to that than there is actually people addicted to alcohol and, and drugs. More people are addicted to social media these days. And that's really changed the fam family dynamics. 
because you can go into any restaurant, not now, but in the past, and you could see couples sitting there not interacting with each other. They'll be on their phones or not interacting with their children. And I learned this, uh, my kids teach me a very tough lesson. And they'll say, they'll call me out straight up and say, Dada, do you care about your work more than you care about us? Can you put your phone down? Uh, and as a father, as a guy, you know, sometimes you have to suck it up and you say, wow, your kids tell you just as it is, right? There's no filter and there's no defending that. And so I, you know, I just have to say, yeah, they're, they're right at this time. Maybe I should put my phone down and spend more time with them. So there's a lot that's happening right now, uh, Mike. There's so much going on in the world. Um, it's just, we, we need we need people to step up. We need conversations like this, right? We need people, we need men and women, men and women together having these conversations as well. So this is, this is a big challenge for society, but I'm a firm believer we will get through this. Just like any tough time we get through and then we realize who the true leaders are. We realize who we should be following. We realize where there's a, a challenge, where the poison in society is. And I think all of that is going to be unraveled as we get through this over the next, hopefully short term, but who knows how long this will take. It's, it's so interesting for me, Purdy. So like, as I listen to you talk, and it's just so, so, so eloquent in how you speak, one of the things that's coming up for me, and I'd love us to, to bat, bat this around the three of us, is that yes, we are lacking leadership in some areas. But interestingly, I would say one of the leaders, the best leaders of our time is actually Jacinda Ardern in New Zealand, who is, of course, oh. female. So I'm yes. really interested in how that plays into the sort of psyche of everything you're seeing and sensing as well, because some people are saying it is that feminine energy that's actually giving us the leadership that we need. But conversely, you could say we're missing that, that clarity, that authority, you know, that, that sort of drive to make sure that you know, leadership sticks. What's your take on that sort of like Jacinda really being seen as sort of like the leader of our time? Yeah, it's really interesting, you know, having just, you know, Mother's Day was yesterday, which is an amazing day. And I think the feminine energy as a whole is a healing energy. It's a loving energy. And that's what we need in times of adversity, just like this. Yes, we need leadership, but we're not at a, here's the thing. We're not at war with each other. Absolutely. That's the, that's the difference here. That's why we need to come together and embrace that feminine energy, come together as a community and connect with each other. I think that's why the feminine energy is so powerful. It puts down that guard. Um, it puts down that need to hit a target and hit a goal and be driven. It's really about, you know, how do we bring people together to solve a common issue that we have? How do we heal people? How do we heal society? One of the biggest things, my wife's in the medical field. She works in oncology. Uh, you know, God bless her soul because I couldn't do it. I was... Uh, my parents, you know, tried to get me to get into medicine when I first started out and I, I, I was in the sciences and I just, I spent some time in the emergency department and I just couldn't do it. I couldn't see people suffering like that. I couldn't see the blood. I couldn't see the terror that people just felt and the emotions. And for my wife to be able to do that, I give her credit. She goes there and she deals with those dying patients and she pours her heart out and I can see what it does to her. Um, but I can also sense her, her energy, right? And she's got just that energy, that vibrant energy, just to bring light to people's faces. Um, and that, you know, that's a feminine energy. That is an energy that can heal. That is an energy that can just do wonders for a person. Her smile just lights up, just lights up the room. So I can, I can appreciate it from that standpoint. 
And the biggest thing is she educates me on a lot of this stuff too, is, is our level of stress, for example, you know, the more stressed we are, the more this virus hits, the more people get sick. And so that's why coming together, forming relationships with people around us for the people that we love and the people that are positive. And I don't mean not people that are negative because there's people that are down and out or, and just have poor luck right now. And, um, and they are situationally in a negative standpoint, but then there's those people that are just, just negative all the time where they're pessimistic and they're just kind of, you know, it's just, uh, there's a lot of that too. And those are the people that unfortunately you have to avoid right? Because they, that energy will also bring you down as well. So I truly believe, I think, you know, what you're saying in terms of New Zealand and, and for the feminine energy out there, you know what, we need to pour that on. We need to come together. I think it's a balance. Again, as I said, masculine energy step up from a leadership standpoint to actually do things, but we need the feminine energy to bring people together and actually connect and bring the communities together. I love it so much. And I want to emphasize for our listeners that are joining us today, we're not talking about gender, we're talking about energy. And I think it's a really important distinction, Purdeep, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's such a uh, misconception about the, the different pieces and the different energies. And I think just that, that simple awareness and that education can really transform a person's life. I've seen it transform men's lives, just sharing the difference in feminine energy and masculine energy and how certain imbalances, because again, it's just a balance. There's no perfect formula in terms of how much masculine or feminine energy you should have, but the more aligned you are with your own balance, the more fulfilled you're going to feel, the more natural you're going to uh, feel, the more yourself you're going to feel. So no one should be able to say to you that this is how you should feel. This is how you should be, but they can educate you and give you some uh, ideas in terms of where your personal uh, imbalances could be. I, th I just think too many people are just not, they just don't have the information. And once they do, I think things start to click for them. Relationships start to get better as well between men and women, even for children. You see children in a different light. I'm so cognizant and aware of how I treat my children, although I'm not a perfect father by any means. And my kids remind me of that. <laughs> I, I, uh, I try and I, you know, because we're naturally, we try to, uh, it's our natural tendency to pigeonhole our, our daughters a certain way and our boys a certain way. And so I have to be aware in terms of how not to do that, how to encourage their energies, but not to pigeonhole them either. So rich. So, so rich. So tell us a little bit about your actual work and Pudit. We really appreciate you exploring this topic today. So how do you go about as a coach helping people maybe balance these energies better? What sort of, what's, what's your approach? How, how do you serve people uh, towards that goal? Yeah, well, that's a, that's a loaded question. Uh, so basically it's, <laughs> it's, it's really, for men especially, it's the first step is really getting them into the position of wanting to get help. That's probably the biggest challenge. And so majority of the guys that I work with are entrepreneurs, executives, they're already high performers already, but they want something more. And typically, I would say in 80% of the cases or 75%, it's they wanna grow their business or they wanna achieve more. And then when we get into it, when we open them up, they realize that it's the internal factor. They wanna feel more whole, right? They wanna have, uh, they wanna have a stronger identity because they, they've lost their identity. They, they don't know who they are. They've attached it to their business or the money that they have. So I work in three particular areas, or I should say four. One is strictly business, uh, and that's simple, right? That's a simple one. 
uh, that's not, well, though there is a lot of vulnerability that has to happen for that, that's, that's, that's one side. But then the other side is really the three aspects of how we experience life as human beings, which is our thoughts, right? We think, our emotions, so we feel, and our senses, which is our, our energy, our forms of energy. So those are the three areas that I work with men on. And I've studied this for over two decades and put together because I'm kind of a systems guy. Um, and it, for guys, it's simpler to follow a system, right, than to talk about uh, other stuff that is, you know, sometimes people like to call foo-foo. So I put a lot of uh, uh, put a lot of science into it as well, because that that is something that guys can connect with. It's more factual. It's something that they can see. It's more tangible. And so we we take a look at it. We peel the un- the layers off the onion. Basically, the thoughts, the emotions, and the energy. It's typically starting with the thoughts. We we talk about things like values. We talk about things like identity. I, nailing those components down, the belief system, for example, the stories that they're telling themselves. Then working into the layers of emotions. And there's five layers of emotions that every human being has, but most people don't know that. We just think that we have feelings, but there's a personality emotions. There's our mood emotions. There's our society emotions. There's our homeostasis, right? And then there's actual emotion itself, which is our response to a stimulus from the environment. That's what a true emotion is. Everything else is just a feeling. Um, And so having that understanding can really change a person's life. For example, knowing that a certain time of day when you're low energy state, you will have a different set of feelings. You will have a different set of emotions. When you're lower energy, you are more prone to having challenging thoughts, maybe thoughts of fear, maybe thoughts of sadness or regret or guilt. So when you are in those states, you have to be able to identify that. And then you have to be able to say, what am I going to do? Am I going to completely avoid these? Which I do. So for example, after 7 p.m., I know without a shadow of a doubt that if I have had one of those days where I've given it everything I got, right? And most of those days are, are like that because I'm just feeding off other people's energies. I'm trying to give them my energy is I'm drained after seven. And after seven, I don't think, I try not to, shouldn't say I don't, but I try not to think about work in such depth because I will have such thoughts of fear and doubt that it'll drive me crazy. And so I just, I just put a blockage on it and say, no, I'll see you in the morning. I'll deal with you in the morning because my energy is at a lower state. And when you're at a lower state, you're prone to those things. And so a lot of guys need to understand those pieces and how to make more effective decisions because there is a system to making more effective decisions and then you layer on the five senses that we have and you layer on energy and the spiritual laws and all of this kind of brings it together in a holistic picture for men where they start to see things from a different light that's that's really what it is it's a different perspective and then you give them the tools to be able to deal with things differently. So right now, most men have one or two tools or ways of dealing with a particular stimulus in life or circumstance in life. But when they're able to see it, it's kind of like seeing a hologram. You're able to see it from different angles. You can say, ah, maybe I can use this tool instead. Or maybe this will be a different approach. Well, let me test it out. And it actually becomes fun. It becomes like a game. Because you can say at that point, well, let me try this out and see what the impact is, see what the reaction is. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Next time I'll learn from that. 
So it's just a, rather than immediately reacting, they actually have a system and a process to be able to deal with circumstances. Because ultimately we as human beings, majority of us are caught up with circumstances. We get caught up in the circumstances and we become a result of those circumstances, an outcome of those circumstances, rather than actually being proactive and creating our circumstances. So that is, that is the difference. You know, the awareness with that is, is just so huge. So the, you know, beliefs lead to behaviors, lead to actions, right? And our actions are focused on a response to circumstances and just how often we can live out in that sphere of our lives and just leave the beliefs alone and, you know, explain away the behaviors. And, and as you said, you know, going into each of those areas to create that awareness so there's greater intention on how we show up or how we respond or from where we're making our, our choices. And, you know, I, I just thought through that because when you were talking about the, um, you know, the man is, you know, using different tools. It's just like, you know, where's my anger hammer? That one always worked. (laughs) I've always got that one in my, you know, ready at the, at the handle and, and, and ready to go. And, um, and just how detrimental that is, not only to those that we're expressing to, but to ourselves, to allow that emotion to continually be exercised, or that's the one that we choose to express and, you know, and not become more mature in that, that um, we allow those other energies to come through. Um, we can balance that kind of heart and head right where what is the real emotion let's identify it and choose an action with greater intent I, I, you know it, and how how i can see that process as you're working through people you know every individual is unique so it's not a you know i'm i'm sure it's not a, a completely similar experience but somewhere along the way they have to make the decision to drop the shield and, and, and say, I'm exposed. And what's that like as you witness people finally get to the point that, yes, I'm going to have to change if the circumstances or the environment around me is going to change. It's going to be an inside job first. Yeah, that's, that's uh, for me, that is, that is why I do what I do. Though, those are the moments that I say, wow, this person's life is just going to change. It, you know, they're going to be able to get what they want. So for me, there's two parts to that. There's, there's initially what happens, and I think this is something that I've been lucky at, is being able to get guys to drop their shield early on in the stage, probably within the first couple of conversations. And that is the initial wall that comes down and that is a big one that is a huge wall and for guys to be able to get through that part i think is the toughest part and then later on there's another realization and that's almost the spiritual realization the first one is more logical the second one is more spiritual where they realize wow they are they are more than just a bag of skin and bones yeah and words there's there's more to that there they are a soul they are they are the source of energy that other people are looking for 
And so that in itself, I think is the biggest, I think in, in a lot of respects, it's awakening for men where they realize, wow, there's, there's just a lot more to life. They have a lot more. And I, I use this word because this word has been so, um, I, I was gonna, I don't want to say it on air, but it's been so misconstrued um, in a way that people just think it's a bad thing. The word power mm. and power is not a bad word. And my whole thing is my whole concept, my whole tagline is about turning men into powerhouses because it's not about control. It's about being that source of energy that they need to live a fulfilling life that others need, right? To draw that energy in for, so just for example, a strong man in a household that has that power, that has that presence, just gives so much safety and security to their family members. Um, and I know that because I grew up with a father that played that role um, to a certain degree. When he came into the room, it was just kind of like, okay, he was present and we knew we were safe, regardless of what was gonna happen. You know what, as long as he was around, he was not gonna allow anything to happen to us. Mm. And so that power is important. And when you realize that, and, and it doesn't have to be, again, not in the masculine state, it can be in the feminine state, to be able to connect with other people and they can put their guards down and they can be more vulnerable and they can express their feelings without feeling judged. And even if they are judged, it's kind of like, ah, that's okay. Uh, that in itself is such, I think, a, a moment that every guy needs to go through and fulfill uh, to be able to live that life. And ultimately people ask me, you know what? I get this question a lot. What's the purpose of life? You know, what's this whole purpose of doing the stuff that we're doing? What's the whole purpose of religion? What's the whole purpose of mindfulness or meditation or whatever it is? Uh, for me, it's a single purpose. It's to live life to the fullest. It's to be happy. It's to be joyful. It's to get the things that we want out of life. And I think so many people just do not live that way. And people look at other people that have a lot of things, whether it be material things, whatever it is. Um, but if it brings joy, it brings joy. So whatever brings a person joy is, is to me, is, is fair game. As long as it doesn't harm anybody else, I think everybody should be living life to the fullest and bringing themselves as much joy as possible. You know, Pradeep, I love that. And, and it, you know, talking about the word power, right? And I think it does get misconstrued, right? Because it's, it's thought of as, you know, authoritarian control. And that's not at all how I hear you you know, referring to power and um, you think of the power source, right? Something you can plug into. And that is, you know, that is soulful, right? You plug into the soul, the, um, and, and that is an energy source where, you know, if we're stuff full, you can't plug into your stuff, right? You, <laughs> you, you can't plug in and get, you know, power and fulfillment from your yacht, um, but you can plug in and get power and you know fulfillment from the soul, and um, and I think that we've been pushed out to measure ourselves against that stuffful journey rather than the soulful journey, mm -hmm. and there's this permission that needs to take place. Yes, I think you just nailed it. I think that's the one word. If I was wow, that, that, that's a powerful word in itself. Permission. Because a lot of people, and I'm sure you gentlemen see this, uh, as coaches, 
what a lot of people need is just the permission, the permission to say, it's okay. It's okay to do that. It's okay to feel that way. It's okay to go for that goal. It's okay to say, Hey, look, I'm, I'm a good person. Um, and, or whatever it is, a lot of people just need that permission, which is really interesting. Um, in, even I fall into that category sometimes too, is I'll have this thought in my mind and I'll be like, hmm, am I just being too selfish or am I, what, what's happening here? Um, but then when someone tells me, Hey, look, no, that's great. You should go for it. And it's like, Oh yeah. Okay. It was just a simple permission. Um, and a lot of us need that external validation where that needs to come from within that internal permission, um, is, is so important these days. I think that's, that's where I think people are, I think really challenged. I think we've become a society where we always need everybody else's acceptance. Um, everybody else's permission to do what we want to do or to feel a certain way. So a great, great, um, how, how can I say statement, Mike, in terms of bringing that forward, because I think that's one thing that just, for me, that was just my, that was my aha moment today was just that word permission. And, and I think you expressed that so well. Um, and Gary, change is an inside job, isn't it? Well, it is. Yeah. So you've, you've just va validated, not that I needed it externally, Petty, but uh, yeah, the book I'm writing changes an inside job is very much in, in line with that, that point, Awesome. which is, yeah, I've, I've researched now with over 20 people sort of primary research, you know, just to, just to try and see, do other people see it the same way? And of course mm -hmm. you, you won't be surprised to realize that when we give us, give ourselves permission, I think that's the point, isn't it? It's not getting external permission. It's actually, do you give yourself permission to step into your power? And that's what came up for me when you spoke about power. It's our internal power train. It's not power over, it's power from within. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't have said it better. Absolutely. So it's just so, so inspiring. We look, as we look to wrap up, Purdy, it's been amazing. As always, these conversations, like, need another three hours with you. And I hope <laughs> we can get you back on again at some point. What would your... Uh, invitation be to for anyone that's kindly listened to us today so less of a recommendation but more an invitation to someone that's maybe heard our conversation today what, what would you leave them with to go and think about um, as they reflect on this discussion yeah I think the one the biggest thing for me and it all this is what I always bring it back to is our emotions because everything that we do is based on the emotions that we have or the emotions that we want to feel and so I highly encourage um, the listeners out there to what I, what I call do an emotional check every hour. That's just a simple thing. And you can put it in your calendar. You can put it as a reminder and you just look and you say, okay, how am I feeling right now? And is it aligned with how I want to feel? Um, if it is, then that's great. If it's not, then you take a look at your situation and you say, do I need to change something about the situation? Do I need to change something internally? Or maybe it's a situation where I'm just not able to feel that emotion at this particular time. It's just not relevant. But when you are able to connect those dots, you'll be more proactive, you'll be more aware of your emotions, and you'll be able to live a higher quality of life because your life revolves around emotions. Every single thing you do, every single thing you say, every single thing that you act out is based on fulfilling a particular type of emotion. And once we get grips with that, that's something that, that is just so powerful. A lot of us actually fulfill, and we're, this is completely different, down a different rabbit hole, but we, we feel these primitive emotions. We feel these, uh, these natural emotions that are natural instincts. Um, and that's okay too. 
that's okay to have those natural instincts. It's okay to have those natural feelings. Just be more aware and be more proactive from that standpoint. That's, that's the big thing. Brilliant invitation. Anything else from you, Mike, before we get to each details? No, that this was, this was a lot of fun. And, you know, with each statement that's made, there's, you know, there's, there's more to explore. So um, that'll be fun to continue at some point. Hi, John. It, that's what we need. It's, 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 yeah. We love it. Okay, come here. <laughs> we, have, we have a guest here. I love this. So you're, you're listening live now to one of these children coming in. <laughs> yeah, that's happening actually quite a bit now these days. I'm, I'm telling all my clients, everybody I'm working with, you now have three people that are going to be coming on these calls with you. <laughs> Myself and my two kids. Yep. One of the benefits, I think, is that, again, from a humanity point of view, eh, is uh, we're, we're seeing a lot more into people's souls more than we did eight weeks ago. Exactly. And that's more. Yeah, we need more of that. How can people find you? What's the best way to reach you if they want to follow up the conversation? Oh, yeah. So simply you can go to uh, my website, PradeepSanga.com, or you can find me on pretty much every social media channel at PradeepSanga. That's the simplest way. You've been a joy. Thanks so much for your time, Pradeep. Have a great day. Yeah. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Hi there, Gary Turner wrapping up this brilliant podcast. Again, so grateful for the Purdeep Sangha for joining Mike and I as we had a really enjoyable, wide-ranging conversation. I have to be honest, there were little points during this conversation I was a little bit like, oh, not so sure, Purdeep. In my own personal lived experience, my own lens on the world felt it was a little bit... I wonder if we were reinforcing a bit of the old patriarchal paradigm where the man has to be the strong breadwinner for the family. That doesn't sit with me for the new world fully, but I sort of, I don't think that's fully what Perdit meant as we explore the different energies. Um, but anyway, that's just one, that's one reflection that's still sitting with me, and I'm going to follow up on that with, uh, with Perdit going forward. I think it's another great exploration. It's just, uh, yeah, it's another, maybe that's another podcast. But anyway, back to my other reflections. Um, I found it really interesting where Pradeep shared that there's two parts to the work that he does in particular with men, which was initially it's, it's being able to let guys drop their shield early on in the first couple of conversations. That seems to be the absolute toughest part. Um, and that totally resonates. You know, a lot of us don't even realise we've got the shield up, which is part of the challenge. So it's great that Pradeep is helping men um, navigate that. And then he said later on, there's another realisation. And that's almost the spiritual realisation. The first is more logical, the second is more spiritual. They are more than a bag of skin and bones, they are a source of energy. If you're listening to that reflection right now, does that surprise you? Do you, under, does, do you agree with that? Do you challenge that? From my point of view, it's only well, two years ago now that I went on a, a retreat with Piers Thurston, which looked at mind, consciousness and thought, and I had a, a reminder, a midlife awakening as I uh, call it affectionately, in part, which is actually that when I burnt myself out a few years ago, that was because of, basically I was overthinking. So it wasn't actually the stories, I, it wasn't the things outside of me, it's the stories I told myself that manifested into uh, me burning myself out. So very, very interesting. Um, the other thing I wanted to share from Purdy was he said that everything we do is based on the emotions that we have or the emotions that we want to feel. 
So he encourages people to carry out an emotional check every hour. How am I feeling right now and how is it aligned with how I want to feel? What a wonderful piece of advice from Perdeep. And I'm going to be looking to do that more often um, myself as well. And I cannot recommend enough you connected with Perdeep. Follow him. Look, get to his website. His contact details are in the show notes. I absolutely love this conversation. I'm sure that we'll be having future conversations as well. Very healthy, very dynamic, very wide-ranging and very necessary um, anyway, but particularly for where we are right now. So I love your feedback, challenges, any other thoughts that come up for you. And as always, if you're a regular listener, thanks for joining us. If it's the first time, I hope you found it interesting and that you subscribe and continue on us with this journey. If you want to reach out to myself, I've now got my website is now fully live at garyturner.life. That's G-A-R-R-Y-T-U-R-N-E-R, one word, dot life. And you can also find me at Gary IP Catalyst on Twitter and Gary Interpersonal Catalyst on LinkedIn. You can also find Mike Vacanti's details in the show notes as well as founder of the Humans First Movement. He recently uh, led an online rally. A full 10 hours is available. Um, and if you want a, di- a link to that, just drop me an email. Gary, G-A-R-R-Y, at Gary Turner, one word, dot life. And I'll send you the link straight back um, to the full 10 hours, which Mike kindly has made available on an open source basis. So until next time, this was episode 112 with Perdeep Sanger, Humans First founder, Mike Vacanti, and myself, Gary Turner. Really grateful for you joining us today. Cheers. Really hoping that you enjoyed that exploration on the Value Through Vulnerability podcast. You can find out much more about HexoChange at hexochangenow.com. That's H-E-X-O-Change-Now, one word, dot com. You can subscribe to a weekly newsletter at that website, which includes information about live stream conversations, further service offerings, blogs, but also our in-person events, of which we have multiple each year. So I really hope that you'll join us. Do connect with me, Gary Turner, on LinkedIn, and I really hope to hear from you soon.